Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 guru, former West Coast Eagles. They could do with him right at the moment and president of the Perth Football Club. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. A fair bit to push through, Barrow. What a massive couple of days in football. Massive. And let's just start with the news this morning. Mm. Damien Hardwick, he's done. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Does it send the alarm bells out for other coaches, including Adam Simpson, that maybe we need to take a bit more care of our coaches? Well, I think it comes back to the soft cap. So it was just yeah. under ten million, then COVID hit, and it was reduced to it's just under seven million now. And I think what we're seeing is a byproduct of that. There's mm. too much heaped onto too few. It's a very stressful job. They are very well. Um, remunerated for it, but it is still a very stressful job that has got more stressful with the soft cap situation. How do you reckon the punters look at it like, okay, if you're on 800,000, I I would suggest most punters, the average person would go, hang on, he's on 800 grand, how hard can it be? He'd be on more than that. Yeah, what, what Dimmer or I think so. Yeah, I think Simo's about eight hundred. I'm I'm talking about Simo. Yeah. I'm thinking about the next card that falls because yes. Clarkson stepped out. Obviously, the pressure got to him. Maybe it's different for different in- reasons. No different reasons for Clarko. Yeah, but when you pile on top of the the issues he's facing yeah. with the extra responsibilities of coaching now, um, it just compounds. And, and Dimmer just basically said he was burnt out. Yeah, that's I love a his bad quote. sign because yeah. as soon as they they couldn't make the finals, he decided he was burnt out. So did he I hang on as long as he could, or has he? I don't know. Has he done the right thing? Is the media? Does the media have a role to play? No, let's not blame the media. I think I loved his quote. I found a, I found a thousand ways to cook the sausages. I just couldn't find a thousand and one. Mm. Uh, it reminded me of the old Alan Jeans quote. The yeah. great quote: "Footballers are like sausages. You can yep. boil them, that you can stew them, you can fry them." And you can braise them, but they're still sausages. But there were signs were there, weren't they? For weeks. He's been... He's and then, been when he said, say it to my face, say it to my face, yeah. Kane Corns, say it to my face, you know, like you could see he's, he was getting jack of it. And, yep. and Kane Corns, to be fair, is in the media. I think the media's changed a bit. Some of the media now, they, there are so many more journalists, mm-hmm. so many more online things, so many more people having an opinion, so many... So many feeling like they need to lead with their chin and say outrageous stuff and attack people. That's the environment they're in. And I think Simo might – I reckon I'd be watching over Simo now. I'd be putting a lot of a love around him somehow. I agree with that. Um, Andrew McWalter takes over on Sunday from Damien Hardwick. And let's just for a moment, let's just talk about now, Dimmer. Just before you go, what? Andrew who? McWalter. Yeah. So he was a St Kilda player, mm. small – Forward, yes, exactly. And, um, he, but he's, apparently he's the big raps on him. So good luck to him. He was right in there for the Carlton job. Really? So I'm Could not be saying a Craig McRae come s- from nowhere. I don't think he gets this job. I think right. they would probably look at people like Justin Lepich, and they would probably look at Adam Simpson. And we'll get to that in a moment because. Um, you know, it could be a way. So I expect Adam Simpson, well, the Eagles have backed him, mm-hmm. but 
as um, Paul Fitzpatrick said, things can change. It won't change from the Eagles. I don't perspective. think so. I think. But just let me explain yep. that. It won't change from the Eagles' perspective. They have no power in this situation. When you've got a two-and-a-half-year yeah. contract and the monster money and the payout and the soft cap effect and all that, he holds all the cards. However. If he wants to step that's away. That's right. He does. However. And he thinks he can get to Richmond. Vacancy has just opened up. Mm. So they can take that or off Port the Or Port Adelaide. They could, yeah, they could take that off the Eagles' books. This is going to be really interesting because now, do Gold Coast stick with Stuart Jew? If they don't, does Ken Hinckley move to the Gold Coast? Mm. And then the obviously the Port Adelaide. So Dimmer played for Port and Essendon. Premiership. Ken Hinckley played for Geelong and the Brisbane Bears. So yeah. he knows the territory up there. Um, and just if, you were, if you were Koshy, you'd be having a close look, wouldn't you, Dimmer now? Yep. You'd be having a really close Going look. Going all right, Ken Hinckley at the moment. Yeah, I know. Quietly. Seven straight. Yeah. Seven straight. Very big decision for, for Koshy and Port Adelaide now. What do we do? Do we go after Dimmer or do we keep faith? And Hinkley would be putting the hammer down now. Be going, I need to sign now. Otherwise, I'm going to have a crack at the Gold Coast. I don't want to slip out and be the bloke mm. who misses out. Yep. So he'll be wanting to make a run for the Gold Coast too, won't he, in case yep. he does get the flick. I'd agree with that. Now um, that Dimmer's out, he'd yeah. be panicking. So it's sort of opened the door, hadn't it? It's sort of set the, uh, the merry-go-round. The button's been pushed and let's see what comes of it. But... You know, I think what a great legacy from Damien Hardwick. Mm. For, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that chaos footy he created it was going to get sacked in 2016. They did a review. He survived. Well done to Richmond to, for keeping him in the job yeah. because he's, he's reeled off three flags in four years. It says something about keeping the faith. And it says something about having a strategic plan where you actually put your on the line, so to speak, and you say, you know what? We're going to win X number of flags in the next couple of years. That's what they did. And Brendan Gale had the courage Fremantle's to do that. done that. Yeah, Fremont's done that. It hasn't quite worked, but maybe well, no, they but beat Melbourne. They back in the back in the eight. They're not at the end of that yet. So no, 2015, 2025, they have to right. win a flag. So, by. so it, and an AFLW flag. So it could well happen. But look, I think uh, you've got to admire. I know. I know it looks a bit sus that they lost by one point to Essendon. You know, um, and he goes out. And he goes out because the finals are out. So of the if equation. they win, what, does he stay? He's still there. Well, that's the question you've got to ask. But <laughs> did I, anyone ask that today? No, I don't think that so. That would have been the question, wouldn't yeah, it? Hey, Dimmer, hey, Dimmer, no, look, we're nice stepping down. You're magnificent, man. We love you. But if you'd beaten <laughs> if you'd beaten Essendon, would you be holding this press conference right now? There's a lot of emotion today, as there always is, when you've had a long tenure somewhere in your league. But a couple of the interesting points he raised, one was he, didn't, he knew he wasn't going to coach next year. Mm -hmm. And he said, so my heart wasn't you – know, I just mm. didn't think I could give him 100%. This year, and so that's why I stepped aside. He said there was a after a game they usually go to the boardroom and sort of pull the game apart. Mm -hmm. He said I didn't go to the last one, and he said I knew then that the writing was on the wall. And they reckon coaches know when the writing's on the wall. Uh, most of them try to hang on because they're giving up a million dollar contract. I mean, yeah. most of them just go, mate, I'm not giving this up. Yeah, this is get, the greatest gig ever. Yeah, but but this is only 18 jobs. Yeah, it is the greatest gig ever. You, you get, get a million out. bucks. You get paid out. Yeah, exactly. So it, I thought the other funny quote was uh, where he said, yeah, so what are you going to do? He's got, it needs to you know, decompress. Where are you going to do it? And he reckons, well, Dusty reckons I should go to Ibiza. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Ibiza. 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 Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> party on. And our, man, and our man, Liam Baker, he said, no, no, head to Lake Grace. So he doesn't know whether he's going to Ibiza or Lake Grace. Somewhere in What's between. What's in the middle of that? I'm thinking Perth. Bali, Hawaii. Whoa, what, are you, what are you saying, mate? I could Can see, we coach the Eagles? I could see Dimmer walking down um, Waikiki, you know, with a Hawaiian shirt on, you know, the little head wobble. And his budgie smugglers. Oh, I could see him Are that. you saying he might coach the Eagles? I'm saying, saying, no, I'm not saying that. I'm oh, not saying that. What okay. I'm saying is, like I think, 
Now let's move on to the Eagles. Before you do, yep. just on the Dimmer thing, you're the perfect person to ask this because you are the quintessential journalist. All right, so in this whole building, oh, yes. if I had to pull someone in to go, right, who, who, if you were going to paint a picture of a journalist in this building, who would it be in sport? It would be you, right? And so I, this is a good one to ask. Tom Morris breaks the story yesterday on SEN. Yeah, I think he posts it first and then he jumps on radio and everyone's poo-pooing and then suddenly, wow, maybe this is happening. Suddenly it is happening. And then he has to explain himself why he did it, where he got the information. Why? Did he ring Dimmer? Because of his scenario before, now do you want to talk through why he got sacked before? Well, there was an inappropriate comment made about a female colleague and deservedly so he was sacked. But why does that got anything to well, do with this? He felt like he needed to be do everything, be squeaky clean on everything because otherwise people would be, What's you know, his, so what? you're, you're, you're a scumbag, you're a gutter snipe, you know, you're just doing this for your own benefit, you know, you haven't changed one bit. So he, he contacted Dimmer, didn't yep. contact him back. He told Richmond he was about to tell it. They asked him not to say it. Oh, come on. He's a journo. Yeah, I, I know. That's I'm his just, job I'm description. Just, I'm just telling you this Good on you, Tom. Good story. <laughs> and he's been spanked on social media for well, having idiots. the temerity to break the story oh, and didn't on. wait till the morning to allow Richmond to tell their players first. Well, this makes me very angry. I'm going to support Tom here. I don't know Tom, but I'll tell you what, that's a great story. You've got every right to run it. He did his due diligence. He rang Richmond. He rang Damien Hardwick. I don't know what more the bloke has to do. Is there it's a his situ- job to All break right. stories, Barra. All right. Is it... And, and his employer is Hutchie. Yeah, so Hutchie absolutely loved it. Great story. And Hutchie used to be, and I know how Hutchie operated because he worked at Seven with us. He used to have spies everywhere, to yeah. bloke at the airport that it would be tipping him off on stuff. He had blokes at Richmond. You know, he'd have, he'd have guys everywhere. I'm not sure that, that, the, me, that the, um, the punters actually like, you know, people breaking confidences. So someone at Richmond broke a confidence, didn't they? Well, so that guy's done the wrong thing or that person at well, Richmond. How do we done, know it was someone at Richmond? Well, where else is it from? Well, someone's, yeah, well, well you so, there's a lot of, so what about his manager, what about his friends, what about all of those people? Someone, well, whoever broke confidence is mm-hmm. probably not doing the right thing. And now we're saying Tom Morris feeds off it. I mean, is there a case sometimes where you do hold back? Oh, I don't. Oh, look, do you do wait until you know the players do get think, told? Listen, you the guy you idolise and love, he's leaving, and he hasn't told you yet. I think if there's a major health issue involved or something like that, or you could, or the breaking of the story could adversely affect that person um, if for a health reason. I think that's when you look at it. But no, I think he did everything right. He broke a very good story, and um, and good on him. And I, if I was his employer and he held that back, I'd be very angry. What difference does it make anyway? And he'll win an award. What, for it, what for difference sure. does it make? Well, it, it means that, you know, he got the chance to tell the players himself, I suppose. Oh. Damien Hardwick got the chance. Heavily well, scrutinised. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you an example of one that happened to me, and I actually do regret it. Mm-hmm. I actually think... I know where you're going here. Yeah, and... and the former it, Fremantle case. Yeah, it was a, and it was a little bit tricky because Mark Duffield was in on it as well. So it was me and Mark, and we had Steve Nelkowski with us at the Duxton Hotel. I knew that... Drummy was there. I knew that Damien Drum hadn't been told that he'd been sacked. Mm. So I can admit, that I knew awkward. that he didn't know. Yeah. So he was going to walk out into this to me and Duff and, and Steve Nelkowski and be told that he'd already been sacked, that he didn't even know about. Now, in that circumstance, I, I kind of regret being part of telling him because just how, how destroyed him as well. But also, you know, I've seen blokes lose their jobs and that and in shocking circumstances. That's a pretty bad way to lose 
being told by the media, isn't it? It's actually a pretty bad performance by the club. Absolutely. Not to have told him before. And you're just doing your job and well done, by the way. I don't think that you did the wrong thing. I think the club but did I the wrong thing But I didn't feel like a good person after that. Well, I can give you the tip. Yeah, I can. Uh, and I, in fact, I I'll hit, let you I actually hit. went and hit. I, I went and did a live cross to Melbourne. <laughs> and I says, Nelco, if he comes up the stairs, mate, you have to tell him we think you've been sacked. And Duff. You have to back him up. And that's exactly what happened. He goes, oh, 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 oh Drummy, um, uh, we believe that you've been, dis- you've been sacked. And he looks at Duff and he goes, Duff, is that right? And Duff goes, yes. <laughs> 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 oh, what am I laughing at? But anyway, it was, it was pretty brutal, eh? Well, and would that be a circumstance where you go, well, no, let him go and no. maybe make a deal with him? Say, look, go and talk to the club now. Because David Hatt was with him, the CEO. Could he have gone away and rung Hattie and said, Hattie, is this true? And then come back and give us a grab maybe. We could have maybe done a deal perhaps, do you think? Oh, yeah, maybe. Or rather than the gotcha thing. It's your job. Do we like gotcha journalism? It's your it's your job to break stories, Barra. So mm. I'm not I'll, – I'll let anyway. you off the hook. Don't feel bad about Interesting yourself. Interesting discru- So discussion. the point – so on to the Eagles. So this could – I mean, I expect Adam Simpson to hang in there. He's 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 not a quitter. Another two years. Well, no, this. I'm not saying that. I right. don't think he would leave the mid-season unless unless it was beneficial mutually, right? And I don't think the Eagles would do that. And as you pointed out, he's two years beyond this season, his contract. But if Richmond were to tap him on the shoulder and say, we'll take that money off your books, West Coast, and we'll employ him, I think he should do that at the end of the year. I think his manager should be looking into that. And um, I think think he's still – because there's an opportunity there, and I think – You think it's time for him to move? Because he's got two two more years. He doesn't need to move. Okay, so my point with Adam Simpson is he should have left before the rebuild because I think the coach that does the rebuild should see it out. And by the time – Which is – he's he's saying he will do that. that's right. So now that he's in the middle of it or at the start of it, what's the point of them – putting a coach in right now in the middle of this season when it's a mess, you're just throwing them to the mm. wolves. I'd, I hope he sees the season out and then at the end of the year looks at his opportunities and the opportunity may be there for him to coach Richmond. I think he's a good coach and could co- go, go very well at another mm. club. And maybe it's time. There's got to be a circuit breaker at the Eagles, Barra, whether that's the CEO, whether it's the coach, whether it's other staff. It's not the coach, though, is it? With 20 injuries, surely. I agree. Yeah, but... You, we can't judge if he's – and he has tried to be innovative. He tried to change the game plan Everyone up. has a use-by date. Damien Hardwick said it. I cooked sausages a thousand ways. I couldn't find a thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a use-by date at a club. And he's the world's best bloke, Simon. I know. I'm the not world's best bloke. any of that, mate. Like, why would you jettison the world's best bloke? Because you you're there I mean? to coach a footy team as well. Yeah, but he hasn't lost his ability. No, and no. you can't tell me you know that. Because he's got 20 injuries. He yeah. could still be a, okay. a premiership coach. That's right. Which he did in 2018. And so, got him to a grand final in 2015. So I'm, ho- I'm the club needs some changes elsewhere, and obviously they've made some mistakes. He would tell you, if you talk to him about it, he says, mate, we've made eight changes behind the scenes. We just haven't publicised it. So they've probably made a mistake with their media strategy and not explaining, by the way, Joe Bloggs, bang, 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 bang. But they don't like to expose guys and taint their reputation and say, we've got rid of these fellas so that they, they, they don't get employed somewhere else. So maybe they needed to be a bit more upfront about how many guys have actually left. There was, there's been eight, eight changes, I mean, behind the scenes, in medical, physiotherapy, in you know, S&C, the, the sports uh, science stuff. So they are doing stuff behind the scenes. Then you've got to come to the CEO 
and the chairman and the board and all that sort of stuff, I presume. Yeah. But well, I think if you look at the – there's two different issues. There's off the field and on the field. Off the field, Killing the club's it. got 50 to 70 million, depending on who you talk to, yeah. right in the bank. So Nisbet's been doing his job, really, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, he has. 100,000 members. And so is the board. Right, who are all mm. entitled to have their say, by the way, because they're paid-up financial members. Um, but on the field, it's a disaster, Barra. They've waited too long for the rebuild. And at the end of the day, fans only care about the on-field performances. They don't care how much money they got in the bank and all of that stuff. It's nice to but know they have the been, club is they stable. They have been really lucky, the fans. It's, it's, a, it's a grand final every five years they've had. They've been in seven grand finals in the history. 25 final series, something like that. Yeah, like they've been unbelievably spoiled. They have. And you know what? They realise it now. I reckon they're starting the, – the tide's turning. From what I've seen at training today – Fans have, have gone down to the club good. to clap. They clapped the players as they did their lap of honour. That's good. So just to show their support. I believe on the plane back from Tasmania, all the fans that went over 40-odd that flew mm-hmm. over with them were singing the team song to the team oh, on the wow. way back from Tassie. After getting the biggest belting of all time, mm-hmm. fifth greatest loss. That's a nice touch. <laughs> That's quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look. Let's let's talk about that game. I was at the game in which you played, I believe, in 1989 at Windy Hill. Yeah, I was at that game up in the press box. I remember that. So we're experts. Yeah, I remember that game because (laughs) um, my sports editor Scott Palmer sent me to Windy Hill. I hate hate Essendon, so I've gone out to what I would describe as enemy territory. I was in. I was smoking in those days, and I was up in the press box after the game, and I'd done my interview with my micro cassette recorder, which was a which gift, you lost, which was a gift from <laughs> the Geelong advertiser when I left. Anyway, these two kids came up to me and said, "You got a spare dart?" And so I said, "Yeah, I'll give you one." And they were laughing, and then they walked away. And about five minutes later, I realised they've stolen my micro cassette recorder. So, so you got robbed, and the Eagles got. So pants. I walked. It was I walked o- day. I walked over to this other journo, and you know, and you know what journos we help each other. Um, and so he gave me the quotes that I needed from the coach. Anyway, I get back to my car. A very short. $80 parking fine. <laughs> and so I went back to the office and I said, Scotty, I am never, ever going back to Windy Hill. And you know what? I have never, ever been back to Windy Hill. Anyway, the game itself, I think it was Louie who kicked the only yeah, goal. Yeah, I missed. I kicked a point. So oh, okay. we kicked 112. I should have kicked one. I missed an absolute sitter. This... I played on Michael Long. Oh, he was running on top of the mud. I couldn't keep up with him. Yeah. I, I was super quick as a player. I I could not keep up with him. Somehow, because he's light or something, I don't know what it was. You know how they say oh, right, run pretty, on top of the ground? I yeah. thought that was bull crap yeah. until I saw Michael Long. He was like, yeah. and, and Watson was the other bloke. You know Watson? You know he didn't have front teeth? Yeah, I did know that. Tim Watson. He got like, them knocked out saw, playing footy. So I know. I lined up on him. And he's looking at me in no mouth guard with no front teeth. I'm thinking... Who is this bloke? It's Tim Watson. It's the great Tim Watson with no front teeth. Save a lot of money. Don't have to buy mouth guards. But now he's a presenter on Channel 7, so they must be artificial, those teeth. Oh, well, yeah, they don't grow back when oh, you're that yeah, That's what I mean. He <laughs> must have had them put back in. <laughs> so, mate, I was staggered. I actually bumped him over too. Did you? It was one of my great highlights of my career that I knocked over and what did Tim he say? Watson. They just got on with it and fixed yeah. me up next time. Yeah. But it was actually, you know, when you find out that they've only got two arms and two legs yep. like yourself, yep. like you idolise these guys and I'm looking at Watson, I'm going, oh my God, this guy, he's, he's a god, you know. Yeah. And he's a big guy too. And then I knocked him over and I thought, hey, he's not that tough. He's just like us. Yeah. And that was our process we went through. Mind you, we got belted and we only kicked one goal 12 and probably that was the greatest loss up until 
oh, up the until weekend. Sunday. I think the thing about Sunday is... Because the Bombers were a great team. Hawthorne were bottom. Bottom of the ladder, 0.5% below West Coast, and to lose that by 116 points. It's not so much... The, the stat that really jumped out at me, Barra, Hawthorne had 140-odd more possessions and laid seven more tackles. How can you lay seven more tackles when you've got the footy all day? I thought that was damning, and I'm sorry, Barra, but I thought they stopped trying. But you know what? You know what? It's, that's not but, good but, enough. But I'm not, I'm not sort of taking their side. I'm just saying there's kids there that should not be playing. Noah Long should be in the waffle for yep. another four weeks. Yeah, There's agreed. no way he should have been out there. And you know like what? It was like a baby. Was, what's that kid doing there? And then Campbell Chesser, the same. He's just come back from yeah. a knee, an, an MCL. He should be in the waffle for a month as well. He should not be out there as well. And there's three or four others. Well, Ruben has had a great start to his career. Ruben's but he's been plateaued. playing largely yeah. as an inside mid. So 10 weeks, mostly 10 weeks of that. And he really needs a rest. But he's not going to get one because they haven't got the numbers. So hopefully... And it's not the Eagles. If their hand is forced here. I'm not having a go at the Eagles. They mm. have to play these kids. But I am concerned at the, the, the effect it'll have on these kids because you can stuff careers up this way. Yeah, well, Harry Edwards, mate. Hello. Harry yeah. Edwards has had six kicked on him. And you know what? Could have, could have kicked eight, Mitch so, Lewis. I, I hate to say this. Well, actually, I'm not going to say it. But I would like to think that Tom Barras is very sick. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Because to have Harry sent chucked in like that and have to... Ha- be embarrassed on the national stage with six goals. I don't think he'd have to have been very sick. I don't think six goals is. To Mate, do. he dropped. A, did you see that? Yeah, I did. Dropped? I know. I know. But I mean, when the ball's getting pumped in there like that, the best defender ever, Stephen Silvani, would struggle. You just said it to me. You just you think it's going to affect them? I do. Future. I'm worried about and it. And I gave you Harry Edwards now yeah. saying I don't think he was that bad. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, I challenge Stephen Silvani not to have six kicked on him in those circumstances. The ball's just getting pumped in, so almost impossible. You know, it's like the boy with the dike wall. You put you put your finger in one hole. And another one well, JJ went over. He's yep. got a he's got a syndesmosis. So mm. we've lost. We not we the Eagles have we? lost. No, no, only I'm only saying we in terms of I used yeah. to play for them, yeah. but no, I'm impartial, right? So yeah. JJ has gone over. So we've lost another player. Yeah. And but but having Oscar said Allen that, looked a bit proppy too. And um, oh, your mate Sicily was sti- giving it to him. Oh, well, giving it to him. Sorry, is it legend him? What is it? Sorry, it's a kindergarten mate, out a bloody, there. Is it? He's a yep. little. Is is Sicily a bit of a flat track bully or what? Well, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's a, it's a man's game out yeah, there, mate. Yeah, but you're playing against babies, mate. What's, what's the there was nobody out there. You don't give it. It's like picking on kids at school, like when you're year 12, <laughs> beating up on an eight, year eight kid. Look how tough oh, well, I am. That's You run out in the footy field, mate. You expose yourself. Simple as that. What else jumped out at you, mate? I'll just start with by saying right. well done to the AFL yet again. Um, I go, I harp on about this a bit, but the, so Doug Nichols ran week one of it. Like We're talking 1.5% of the op- occupation or Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. 11, 12% of AFL lists yeah. are, are Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. I love this round. I love everything about it. I love the long walk to the G by yeah, Michael Long. Brilliant, brilliant. I love the way the Frio handled it, changed their name to Wally Lup. Mm, and um, and yep. Nam. they're playing Nam this yeah. week. It's just a celebration. It, to me, I know how big Anzac Day is, and I know it's a poignant moment because we're reflecting on people who lost their lives. And But I, I just this is the round I look forward to the most it's because of the now. celebration it is. And you know what? Brainchild of Kevin Sheedy, this dream time at the G, it brings people together, Barra. And uh, I, that's what I love about it. And I love the history of it. You know, here's one we'll throw at you. I'm uh, surprised Stan Grant didn't mention it, actually, on his way oh, out. Oh, Stan Grant. Yeah. Don't you think? That's a, that's, okay. Let's not go there. Because he's, really, uh, he's really upset, isn't yeah, he? Is. And, yeah, well, I didn't agree with the playing of that show before the uh, the, uh, the, the, the coronation. The, but anyway, that's another story. Um, 
Who's, what's your favourite in a moment with an Indigenous player in from WA? Just one. my favourite moment. Yeah. Is there one that stands? Benny Vagona taking Mark of the Year on me okay. at Fremantle. <laughs> Benny Vagona. When was that? And me thinking that he was Chinese. I actually thought because I, I was from Canberra, I didn't I didn't know that he. I thought he was. Malay or Chinese mm-hmm. or something, and I remember I said to ben, Brian Cousins, "said Mate, that Benny Vagana, he's pretty good. Where's where's he from? Is he from China or Malaysia or Indian or something?" He goes, "Mate, he's Aboriginal. What are you talking about? Because you know he, do, he remember Benny Vagana? He yeah, did look oh, a bit yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. So, but Stephen Michael knocked me over that day as well. He was like a hundred kilos of barbed wire, mate. What a player he was. And spoke this was at the end ca- of his spoke career. to him last week actually uh, at the weekend on Saturday, just on radio. But I spoke great to Stephen Michael. Yeah, because the know, Stephen Michael Foundation he's raising a, doing yeah. a really good job there. How uh, tall is he? Oh yeah, well I asked him that question. If you play today, what position would you play? And he said Ruck Rover. Ruck Rover. Which yeah. is where he ended his career. You under. know how tall he was? Uh, about six two or something. One eighty eight centimeters. Yeah. 188 centimetres. What's so that Cripsy in, and all those blokes. What's that in Imperial? They're all bigger than him. About 6'2". Yeah, there you go, 6'2". 6'2", Ruckman. So you, May was frightening. Do you want to know my moment? Yep. It was the 1990 final series as a package, in particular the qualifying final draw. Did you play in the draw? Can't remember. Okay. You thought you'd I've remember that. I blocked it out. Uh, it was Chris Lewis's performance over those oh, four weeks, yeah. and particularly on that day. Mate, how good was he? He was. That might be the best sort of run of games mm. I've ever Close. seen an individual play. Yep. He was just untouchable. Super. He was powerful. Uh, so that was that sticks out to me. And you look, you think about Matera, five goals yeah, from the wing. You yep. think about uh, whether Sumer would have won the Norm Smith had he not handball one over the top and mm-hmm. kicked seven instead of six. Um, you Nikki think about Cyril Rioli, Nicky Winmar. Andrew McLeod, oh, two Norm Smiths. Yeah. I'm, glad really lucky. I'm glad you mentioned Louis, you know, mm-hmm. because – Louis would love what has happened here with the Sir Doug Nichols round because he was at the f- forefront with Nicky Winmar, Michael Long, and um, the rest of them of of the racial vilification. Like what happened to him? Because we're from Perth. Uh, we, it, like this will sound weird, but in Western Australia there wasn't a lot of racial vilification. When I came here, my family's from here, but when I came here in '83 and started playing footy in '84, there wasn't a lot of racial vilification because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Indigenous boys. And there's good luck with J- Jimmy Cracker or someone like that if you want to have a crack at him. You've, you've got no up, you know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't hear it a lot. When we went into the AFL in 1987, the VFL, I started hearing it then and it was from some of the greats of, yeah. of the VFL and I was thinking, wow. And it was weird because we kind of, everybody ignored it. Like even I ignored it, but it really affected Louis. Really, you know, mate, it took the, you know, talk about that period of time, yes, I how good he was. He could have been one of the all-time greats, but racial vilification pulled him down. It, it affected his career. It's horrific. We can't forget the past, but I reckon this is what's great about this round. We have gone so far, haven't we? We've moved. It's a rarity. Yeah. It wouldn't happen on the but field. But Stan Grant reckons we haven't. No, off the field it still happens, but it's 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 rarer, isn't it, than it used to So I think we It's rare on the field. We're on getting the field, there. but we're off the field there. with social media, it's arced up again. Yep. Social media has destroyed everything. Yeah, it has. Social media has destroyed coaches. Yep. Don't tell me that's not part of the reason Clarko hasn't pulled, has pulled the pin and and uh, Dimmer's pulling the pin. And, and, you know, Simo's given up social media and media. Mm. Two years ago, he stopped reading papers and watching the yeah. media. Yeah. How's that? Because yep. he just didn't need to deal with it. Okay. Hey, let's just talk about a few of the other games, Barra. Um, I'll just run down the list here. But St Kilda GWS, one that I didn't get. I was hanging in there in that last quarter. But uh, I guess the big thing to come out of that game was, A, it was a win to St Kilda. Um, who, are, who just tapered off a little bit, but they got the job done. But Max King's return, four mm. goals. Looked really good, didn't he? 
Yeah. Didn't look like he hadn't missed a beat. So he's going to be really important to them. That was a crucial win for Ross Lyon. Mitchie Owens got injured too, and they they still got up by 12 points. Carlton Collingwood was phenomenal. Um, you tipped the Blues, didn't you? No, was I that, didn't. Was that your last chance? No, you didn't? I didn't. No, 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 didn't. no I jumped no. off. I picked, picked Collingwood, and I was really confident. Oh, a couple of players, I want to single out Brody Myercheck here. Oh. Another four at the weekend. He is the absolute epitome of someone who has eked every ounce of ability out of their body. Yes. He is a terrific footballer and perfect for the mould. They just get the job done, don't they? And you look at the highlights of that after watching the game and you see the contest. There's four or five Collingwood options at every contest. That's why they're really hard to beat. And they're going to take some beating in September, the Pies. Yeah, well, they're the favourites now, aren't they? Carlton, one, any one chance? Game clear on top. Carlton, any chance to, to make the finals? Well, they're, they're on, what, four wins? So they're a... A win and percentage Big chance on Friday night. They've got Sydney at the SCG, but um, big chance. Sydney is just going. I wanted to mention Darcy Moore. Yeah, let's mention it. I reckon a lot of people have fallen in love with Darcy Moore. Uh, I'm sure... Men and women, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually quite admire him too. Well, but, uh, he unbelievable. So he will. And the way he towed up Kerno and Co. Oh yeah. And the way he speaks and the way he holds himself, mate. He's the epitome. He, to, he should be the all Australian captain. Went to school with my nephew, actually, my brother's son. Um, he uh, went to school with him. Uh, was a great footballer from day dot. Obviously, he's got the genes. Peter Moore, his father, Brownlow, Brownlow Millis. But you know, Darcy Moore. You can lock him in now, not only for an All-Australian spot, but for the All-Australian captaincy. Yeah. He's done. That's done. You get a man crush on him as well? Oh, just, as a footballer, I have. <laughs> I don't get man crushes on men, but... Uh, I, well, I, mate, you should try it, mate. Okay. Just, you don't have right. to be so, you know, uh, Bris- masculine. Brisbane Gold Coast. Now, <laughs> another four goals from Joey Danaher. I'm going to... And a great fire. performance by Lockie Neal. I'd see the... What, did Humphrey... The kid Humphrey from yeah. Gold, geez, he stood out. He's a good player. Yeah. Early draft pick. Um, he has really exploded into the into the competition. But I'm going to have a bit of a payout here. Mm-hmm. Brisbane, Gold Coast, come on, boys. You're in this game early in the final quarter and you lose by 43 points. That's just not good enough. They've got to turn those 43-point losses into admirable losses. They've got pants in the last While quarter, you though. still fade away like that in final quarters... You won't get my respect until you have a crack over four. So I was really disappointed. I don't. I picked Brisbane pretty confidently, but I was thought Gold Coast would, you know, give a bit more. Brisbane a second now. And yeah. what about the Bombers getting over the Tigers at the end there? Well, you know, the cost him probably was the straw that broke the camels for Dimmer. But uh, it was a great effort for Essendon. Watching that last quarter, Barra, you just knew this ain't Did over. You? Yeah, I did. And I'll pose a question to you. So Brad Scott's done great things with that team. Jake Stringer mm. centres that ball to the top of the square for Durham to take the mark. Mm-hmm. Does Stringer centre that ball 12 months ago, or does he have his opinion? Oh, I reckon he's made him less selfish. I think he's made him more of a complete – he is yeah. the complete package, if you pardon the pun, the Stringer. It was funny how they didn't get to Durham after he kicked it much either because they were just worrying about w- what was going to happen next. But that Durham, he looks like a nice player. Played for too. Richmond in the VFL, kicked two, and, <laughs> and it's the fairy tale stuff, isn't it, to kick the goal from that. Reckons he was packing his dax, and I don't blame him because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of players miss those. Who would have thought that would cause Dimmer to not cause him to, but that would have been the final straw? Um, and look, uh, single out Zach Merritt for that performance. A wonderful game from him. He, he's a ripping player. Mm. Um, Sydney, North Melbourne. Now, let's talk about Interchange Gate, Barra. Mm. People are feeling sorry for North Melbourne. You know what I say? Bad luck. You, the rules are the same for every club. You stuffed it up. You didn't. So, what happens at 10? When there's 10 interchange 
10, okay, cases ten to left. go, you're warned by the AFL steward. warned by the AFL. Five to go, you're warned by the AFL student, uh, steward. One to go, you're warned by the AFL steward. And, and everything flashes What happened well. was ding, ding, ding. two went on at the same time. Yeah. And that was where the confusion was. But someone was. had cramped, didn't they? Um, then what happened is there was another interchange because the AFL told them and they tried to reverse it, you know, get the player off the ground, revert to what you were. But if anyone's saying that they were hard done by, the rule Mate, is... they were hard done No, by. they weren't. Oh, come on. You broke the rule. Yeah, but that's Puparama rule. Okay. So you what lose is, a game for having okay. one extra interchange. Okay. So at, the la- at the end of the game, you have a shot in front of goal. You know, I mean, hello. So what happens? That if, is a bit unfair. Okay, let me put it this way to you: If that seventy, You're not backing in that seventy-six. Rule. I am that seventy-sixth player who came on. What if he's he's fresh but and he, he starts chipping the ball around? <laughs> he didn't, and that cost Sydney a win. So it, it could work the other way. Barra, the rule is: if that ball was deep in Sydney's defence, it's it's the next stoppage, and you get a free and a meter. fifty. So it wouldn't have been in front of goal. It just it's unlucky. It was in front of goal. So you admit it's unlucky. It's unlucky, but they deserve <laughs> what they get. Mate, you stuffed it up. I felt bad for North Melbourne nah, to do so well. Their coach is not there. They bad got, luck. Well, you should get a, They should get a mulligan for bloody yeah, the rules for Ratton coaching. He's probably I, going. What's that bloody red light beeping there? I oh, hang on. Oh, wait. <laughs> you don't change the rules because it doesn't suit the narrative. Nah, it's the rule is there. They they deserve what they got. Jeez, you're harsh. Nah, well, bad luck. How do you luck. go with your kids, mate? You must really be tough on them, mate. Yeah, I well. can be stern at times. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs v Adelaide as. Um, um, the Adelaide coach admitted a bit of a wake-up call for them, a bit of an uppercut they probably needed. Going all right. Uh, Bailey Smith slotted into that midfield role really nicely now. He's, he's sort of filled mm. the void that Adam Trelaw left. Tim English in good form, although the um, Adelaide Ruckman had something like 60-odd hit-outs, so it was a pretty good effort by him. Um, oh, look, I think Adelaide's about where they are. They'll be either just on the outskirts of the eight or in at the end of the year. Western Bulldogs, who I picked to finish second, I think they're so still... You didn't t- I tipped the bullies. Did you tip the bullies? I tipped the bullies, yeah. I did tip the bullies. Absolutely, I did. Jason Johannesson, big hammy. Big hammy. Eight weeks at yeah, least. Yeah, that is a big... So ad- that's a huge blow. So, um, and before we get on to Frio... Um, Hang on, before you yeah. do, the Bulldogs, they've got to be contenders now, don't they? Yeah. What, so they've had seven wins. They're contenders. They'll get Trelaw back soon. Johannesson's a bit of a loss, but they must be not, They must be knocking on the door as premiership contenders. So I reckon Collingwood, Brisbane, Port, Melbourne... Melbourne and the Bulldogs can win it. Mm. I don't think St Kilda can win it. Yeah. I don't think Geelong can win it. Whoa. And, um, they got Dangerfield back. Yeah. I'm they get Duncan back. Not convinced They with could them. look a bit different. Uh, Port Adelaide, another great effort. I think that's seven in a row. And uh, we're singling out players. Why wouldn't we single out Zach Butters? Mm. He's The thing about Zach Butters, this was a wet night. And so what they were doing was they were kicking along the ground or tapping the ball on, trying to force it forward however they could. This bloke... Had what forty odd possessions? Mm. Hit by foot, he had twenty odd kicks at high seventies efficiency mm. in those conditions. Two goals, unbelievable from him. Imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine the backlash if, if he doesn't get the three? Off Brownlow? on Brownlow Medal oh, to go. Port Adelaide versus Melbourne, three votes. Port Adelaide, C Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen, mate. He will get the three votes. That reminds me of when that you know. Um, Williams, Greg Williams had 44 possession, kicked a goal for Carlton. Should have won, was it the 2000 and, oh, which, which Brownlee? Should have won it anyway. No, it'd be late 90s. Wanganeen won it, I think, and he didn't get a vote. 44. He had that 40, was 93? 
Yeah, I, I don't know what year it was when Wanganeen won it, and he, he he missed out on any votes, no votes for forty odd in a goal. Je- Jeff Rains, oh, and then then it came out later on the umpire hated him. One of the umpire's mates came out and revealed that the umpire despised Williams, refused to give him a vote. Is that right? <laughs> and he would have won the. Brownlow. Yeah, well, he did give him a bit of lip. So. Allegedly. Jeff Rains in 1980 was the uh, overwhelming favourite heading into Brownlow night and didn't pull a vote in 1980. And he was a dashing, long-haired centerman. And so it's not as if he didn't stand out. Kick goals too. So that, you go figure. Wayne Carey never got votes when he should have. Yeah. And I t- my, you know, my favourite Brownlow night was the late, great Jack Hamilton who used to read out the votes. And it was a game, St Kilda, Geelong, and I think um, Gary Sidebottom was playing and Wayne Schimmelbush was meant to get the uh, votes. Anyway, he read them out and he said, three votes, W. Schimmelbottom. <laughs> he said, correction, three votes, <laughs> W. Schimmelbush. <laughs> Uh, he's a great man. Uh, uh, well done, Port Adelaide. But Melbourne now, it's interesting because um, Oliver, it looks like Oliver's done his No, nah, he's, he's missed weeks. Yeah, and so, he grabbed it high. Which yeah, I think but he was always, training last night. You see, he was concern. out there doing the, doing the running. So he mustn't be too worried about it. The Dockers thought he might actually still play, but he's obviously not going to. So that's huge. So the last game, uh, Fremantle, Geelong. I picked Geelong uh, in hindsight, which is always great to have hindsight in the benefit of. But... Uh, they were down. Are you going to make excuses as to why you picked Geelong? Are you? No, what, no. Is that what you're it's just do? a bad tip. Yeah, thank you. Bad tip. Um, wish I'd picked Fremantle. But well done to Freo. Uh, you know that. So the key to this game was obviously the last three weeks they've turned it around at stoppages and clearances. They're starting to oh, win yeah, that ball now. Absolutely. And that's basically on the back of their two ruckman, Darcy and Jackson. And Brayshaw's back in form. Yeah. Sarong's Sarong's in all. Is playing is pretty good. Amir has been good too. And Sarong's in all Australian form. Yeah. So what it, what it did was. This is what Geelong do. They, they, normally, their midfield, which has got players like Duncan and Dangerfield, etc., in there who went out there, they pressure your midfield so you get dirty ball into your forward line. And uh-huh. what that does is you get Tom Stewart and Radaglia just intercepting as they wish. Couldn't do that at the weekend. In fact, that was one of the poorer performances I've seen from Tom Stewart. Half of that was because of the delivery, yeah. And the other, the good delivery by Freo, and the other thing it was a good job. Luke Ryan did, a, you know, um, pretty good job back there on, no, Tom, on Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Jeremy. so Tom Stewart it was. Um he Bailey, was on Bailey, Ban- Bailey Banfield. He's so not- Bailey Banfield, I, I couldn't because I wasn't at the game. I couldn't see the exact tactic, but it looked like he was even starting on the wing and then pushing forward. And every time Tom Stewart tried to roll yep. off, he was right there, and he actually even kicked a goal. So Bailey Banfield, he's very much maligned. He is. He, he looks all right. Kicked a fantastic goal um, and, as and well. It, yeah, yeah. And and he's- now, now I'll go to bat with you about yeah. Mitch Duncan as well. You didn't know that Mitch Duncan was out when you made that tip. That's the problem. No. When you tipped Geelong, whereas but thank I, you, I, I did tip Frio knowing Mitch Duncan was playing the other one I wanted to mention was you mentioned Luke Ryan that what a master stroke decision by Justin Longmuir actually it was uh, the midfield coach Corey Joel Corey no it was a Boyd or Boyd was it Boyd was so one of them yeah I think it's Boyd Boyd was studying the the Geelong team because I thought it was Corey because he's from there. That was but Boyd. Maybe, maybe was definitely Boyd. Boyd, yeah maybe Corey had a bit of input because he's from Geelong and he goes mate we should put Luke Ryan on uh, Jeremy Cameron and can you imagine the initial thing what no 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 it's going to be Pierce or it's going to be Cox yeah. no no and I reckon he's exactly what he you know way he plays masterstroke no goals no goals first first game this year didn't kick a goal and Luke Ryan no sleep the night before apparently yeah. <laughs> allegedly but masterstroke and having the bravery to take Fife off when he's supposed to come off they kept him on a bit longer yeah. but Fife was on fire in the third quarter and they left him they left him on the bench they pulled him off for the entire last quarter when the game was still to be decided. So, 
Justin Longmuir earning some big ticks there. Yeah, ticks. look, they're playing very well. Um, it'll be another big test on Saturday against Melbourne at the MCG. Fantastic, isn't it? But you know what? They beat them there in this corresponding fixture last year, mate. Yeah, and they got pumped at Optus later on. Remember that? Yeah. They, they p- picked on Darcy and smashed him, but they did beat him at the G, though. You're yeah. right, mate. You're so right. at least something's going right in WA footy at the moment, which is good. Hey, Barrett, now it's time for this. <laughs> Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. We are giving away a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp Barra. A very nice drop it is indeed. Uh, Please send your emails into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. We'll be giving that prize away on Thursday. Uh, This one from Michelle. Hi, Quarters and Barra. The AFL recently released fixtures for the end of the season round 16 to 23 and have treated the WA public shabbily. Six late Sunday afternoon games out of the possible Mm. eight. One away fixture at 11.10am, five at 11.45 and twelve and one at 12.10. Luckily, we get two games at Optus to showcase the ambiance luminis. It's Sonore with a four... Uh, I like that. Um, what does that mean? With, with a five... It's sound and light shave. With a 5.40pm and 6.10pm Saturday fixtures involving Sydney in a derby. How do we stop the AFL giving us the run of the fixture release? Very dry, Michelle. Well... Uh, we can't, and I agree with you. I don't think we can really criticise them for putting West Coast the way they're travelling. On every Sunday. You're not going to get them on a Friday night. I think Frio deserved a bit better, although they do do these fixtures a couple of weeks in advance. So it was probably when they were in the run of their not-so-good form. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened with Frio. Yep. When they were struggling, they had two wins from five, and from seven games. That's when they were doing this, and that's when they said, you know what? Uh, nah, they're not going prime time. We're not putting on, on You broad, know, I'm really broad, pleased Broadway. they put this derby on a Saturday night, though. Yeah, they did that for us because no one else gives a crap. It's but, normally in that but, Sunday and, afternoon but the, slot. the Eagles, as you said, and, and I'll tell you something, the Sunday afternoon is not ideal. And, uh, and Optus, they sell a lot less alcohol. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not that it's about alcohol, but I'm just saying that in terms of maximising profits, Sunday afternoon is the worst one. Saturday night is the best time frame, or even Saturday afternoon. People want to get home. They got to, the country people struggle because yep. they've got to get back to around the bush. And the only good thing it's for, Channel 7, because we have run it into our news. <laughs> That's the only good. Think, Mind you, if they're losing, it's not that yeah, great. Yeah, but Saturday night, mate, more eyeballs on it. Saturday <laughs> that's night that's game. Lovely. Primetime night games, more eyeballs on it. So that's better for Channel 7. Mm. Uh, this one from Martin from East Vic Park. Love the show, fellas. Never miss it. The AFL has to do something with the draft and bring in the weighted lottery. Agree with you, Martin. I hate watching my team and wa- wanting them to lose, but I know that in the AFL you only win if you're really good or really bad. This has to change because it is compromising the competition. Surely this could be low-hanging fruit for a new CEO. Well, they followed everything else, Barra, in the, in the American system, the draft, the salary happen. cap. Mate, did you watch the, the NBA? Yeah, the draft. But what about that seven-foot four bloke? Yeah, they, got, they call, um, Spurs got him. They call him the alien. Yeah. And so Michael Jordan's he was the, he had second picks, didn't he? So he almost got the alien. He reckons – I saw Jordan say or somebody say that if Jordan's team had got him – the value of his team would have gone up seven hundred and fifty million, mm. three quarters of a billion dollars mm. for one joker who hasn't played yet, who's a unicorn. Obviously, yeah, he can play as a guard, but yeah. he's a giant. Yeah, mate, I can't wait to see that bloke. Have you had a look at him? Yeah, I have. Do you know? Do you oh, know his name? Just, no, 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 no it's a tough head. name. Yeah, yeah uh, but. 
Uh, you know what I love about the NBA draft and the NFL the same, the American football. Uh, you know, we, we see our draft over here and they're very humble young men. They're very well-spoken, well-trained. Yeah. Over there, mate, they're just dudes mm. dripping with jewellery. they got the, the dollar sign earrings and uh, the necklaces and they just, they're, they're pretty happy with themselves, the boys over there. Good And good luck to them. Uh, g'day, boys. Love the pod. Helps me fill in the many, many hours I spend driving for work. During one of these drives, I've had the following thought process. The Sir Doug Nichols round goes for two weeks of the year only. What do you think about all teams using the Indigenous jumper as the away jumper all year? I feel this would provide Indigenous awareness pride all year round and will assist with class jumpers. A lot of the Indigenous jumpers are better than the normal jumper anyway. That's from Scott from Esperance. That is an excellent suggestion. Email, and that is going to the that's the top of the tree at the moment. But well, I love good, that idea. I love good, it. And how good were the Indigenous They're all jumpers? all really good. Seriously. Yours, Hawthorne, I like was the good. stories. Yeah. All the stories. Yeah, Alex they, Pierce's story it's on... It's great, isn't it? You know, because they nearly got wiped out in Tasmania. Got the map of Tassie down on there, you know. <laughs> oh, you had to they go have. there, didn't you? They have. He's Look. from Tassie. <laughs> of course <laughs> they have. St Kilda's I thought was fantastic. They're even all though, good. Even though there's a fair bit of yellow in it too. Um, West Coast with the Eagle, um, that was nice to see that. And I thought the Dockers was spectacular as well. Oh, it You're was right. really good. Very good. Yeah, it's a good email, that one. Um, high Quarters and Barra. Hawthorne's emphatic win really needs quarters to sing the team song with gusto. Barra got help by singing the Joe Jackson verse for the introduction and the conclusion <laughs> of the Hawthorne team song. Maybe you both sing the North Melbourne and the Hawthorne songs, as I've suggested, and rename this episode of the pod The Game with Quarters and Barra. The musical. Um, if you d- if need a filler, don't forget the wonderful theme of Welcome Back, Cotter. Maybe Michaela could do the vocals. And he goes on and on and on. Well, that's How does the Hawks song sound? We're a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs> there you go. That's all you'll get from I'm me. I'm sick of that song. You know, in the 80s and 90s, I was sick of that song. I mean, the Eagles were powerhouses too, and so were North, but in the 80s. Yeah, mate, I never got sick of singing. The Bombers you. and you blokes, please, piss off, will you? <laughs> <laughs> About enough. Uh, yeah, high quarters of Barrett, love the podcast and the banter between you two. I'm interested to, know, interested to know your thoughts on the current Eagles strategy for the mid-season draft. Currently, they're stating they'll use just the one pick by putting Jai Cully on the inactive list. Surely, it would be a better decision to put Cripps. Not expect to be back for 10 to 12 weeks. And Nat Nui still looking like a long way off. On the inactive list as well in blood, three more players. Um, uh, quarters, hope you're running after blokes dressed as a rhino again in no time. Regards, Peter Harvey. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Um, and I'll just update you. I did have the meniscus surgery this time last week, actually. I was mm. under the knife. And I'm a little bit ginger, but uh, it was a success. I will be back running marathons. As slow as I've ever been, but I will be back running them. So that thank was you for the asking. Peter Harvey. And you know I that was Peter Harvey. That was I, actually Peter Harvey. No, we'll be saying it now, from now heaven. Now, can mate. we answer the question? So the question. Uh, I, I love the idea, and I don't mind it. I think Tom Cole. If I'm not sure, Tom Nick. Cole. Nat, I think he's it's Cully. It's going to be no Cully. Jai Cully, but he's suggesting Tom Cole as well because yeah, he's no. going to be 10, 12 weeks away. I don't mind. I don't think. I think Nick Nat is still hopeful. Yeah, but I think if you are long term, have a look at another player at least. Have a look at. But two. It's, if they, the more they take the more they have to sack at the end of the year. So it's it's a false economy, if you know what I mean. So I reckon they take one pick because they they're not going to win any games between now and the end of the year, and they don't really – there's no incentive to win any games. Yep. So unless Ryan Marich is an absolute star, and maybe – or maybe you go with Jack Buller, the 197-centimetre Claremont bloke, looks like he could he could be the answer. What about – maybe can, before I go, because we, we've got a few more – we'll read the mail out on Thursday, I promise. Um, but uh, what about Hunter at your club? Jaden Hunter, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he end of the season, I reckon. Because the Eagles need to rebuild then, so I reckon Harley Reid. They might have to 
bypass and take three picks for him yep. and just load up. Okay, Two so first rounders and maybe a future second or something. But or? just so Eagles fans can finish on a high note, looks like Yo, Shuey, Hearn, Barras and Govan, McGovern back before the bye. So within the next... That's really good news. Okay, so Yo, Shuey, Hearn, Barras, McGovern. The, cav- <laughs> the cavalry's about to arrive. Things will improve. Don't be flat. Don't be depressed. T- that can't. We've bottomed out. That's it. You know when you hit rock bottom, well, and the only way is I up. I hope so. The only way is up. Yeah. Well, the only way is up. Well, I and hope so, they've hit rock bottom because I didn't want to go any lower than this. <laughs> look, get spanked Jeez. by the bottom team. Yeah, how much lower can you go? <laughs> Play a VFL team. I'm and not lose. saying they'll beat Essendon, but the, the the news is encouraging and Nick Nats around, not Good. far away. Like, glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> Well, we'll wrap that up. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra. Mate, the hardball nice gets, to guys. Ch- they knock on the door. They're trying to poke. Rhino, nick off, mate. This is number one. <laughs> We're number one. We've got Nat here. The original and still the best. We'll talk to you on Thursday when we uh, preview round 11. Thank you for listening. <laughs> If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.